Podcasters, it's On the Shelf, the podcast that celebrates all of the young adult novels that we love on our shelves. Presented by the Teen Advisory Board of NC Raleigh's Quail Ridge Books, the home for all of your literary needs. Thanks for listening to On the Shelf. Today we have a very exciting episode with our first author interview. We'll be interviewing Becky Moynihan, the dystopian and urban fantasy author of the Elite Trials Trilogy and the co-author of the Genesis Crystal Saga series. Hey everyone, it is On the Shelf podcast. We are here with a super exciting episode. We've got Becky Moynihan and she is a local author in North Carolina. She has written the Elite Trials trilogy and also co-written the Genesis Saga, the Genesis Crystal Saga um, series with another author. And she is here, we're going to be interviewing her and we're so excited. So thank you for coming. Hi, Becky. Hi, thank you for having me. Yay, we're here. And we're also here with another TAB member, Honora. Is that how you pronounce your name again? It's Um, Honora. Honora, okay. I thought I had that right, okay. It's okay. I get that a lot. (laughs) Okay. So thanks so much for joining us, everyone. So first, Becky, if you could just kind of summarize your books um, and the things you've done to our readers to kind of get an overall vibe. Okay. Um, So I write young adult and new adult novels in the fantasy genre. Um, I have a complete dystopian romance series out. Um, It's a trilogy and to summarize, it's a really hard to summarize books. Uh, I don't know why, but I guess you could say it's, it's kind of like a Hunger Games type. Um, It has Hunger Games vibes, uh, divergent. Um, It's like a girl fighting for her freedom against all the, you know, bad evil in the world. and then the other series is more uh, urban fantasy. Um, it's another, I guess you could say almost dystopian world. There's a lot of bad going in the world too. I, I just have a thing for that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know, I like um, putting my characters in peril. So I just like their worlds to be nice and dangerous. So yeah, that's what I've got so far. I love that, yeah. So I was reading the first um, book in the Elite Trials trilogy, a Reactive is what it's called. And already I've written, read about half of it so far and the like tension and like chemistry between the characters and just the world is yes. so good. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I think Honora can, am I saying your name right again? Am I just- Yeah, Honora. Okay. Honora, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you got <laughs> it. Remind me. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think Honora and I can both attest to that because we are reading that and it's it's just really good it's very fast paced there's and awesome. chemistry like can yes you can feel it <laughs> oh good I love doing all the feel that's my thing yeah. yes awesome. so with that um with that genre you said you write um fantasy and like dystopian romance what drew you to that genre and kind of how did you how did you kind of start writing that kind of genre um, I think it all started with the Hunger Games. That's just, um, when it became a movie, I, I don't know, I just became a huge fan of the genre and I couldn't get enough. And I just read everything I could find. Um, and I finally got to a point where I was like, I think I've read it all. <laughs> so, um, what should I do now? And then, um, I don't know, after years of just devouring books, I'm just like, I don't know. Um, 
what if I just try writing one because I want more? And um, I didn't exactly have like a background in writing. I mean, I did some short stories um, when I was younger, but um, I don't know. I just thought it'd be fun to give it a try. Um, I So I did. And um, it's, it's maybe kind of an unconventional story, but um, I just love everything about the genre. Um, and so <laughs> I guess I just, yeah, it's just from like a reader to I decided to become a writer type of That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that kind of goes into the next question um, about like what made you initially start wanting to write, which we you kind of just went over, but um, anything else that you were just like, I want to be a writer. This is like what I want to do with my life. Well, I guess like when I was back, you know, um, in high school about to graduate, um, I was kind of doing an, an eeny, meeny, miny, mo thing. Like, should I um, go to college to become a writer or an artist? And um, I had a little experience in both and I've always been kind of the creative type. I wanted to do something creative. Um, and I chose art, uh, which I don't regret because I still use that today. I actually designed my covers and I really enjoy just, you know, doing that uh, on the side. But um, yeah, and honestly, I, I gotta say back then I was not confident enough to even become a writer. Um, I think it's actually, uh, from the writer's perspective, it's it can be quite scary to put yourself out there. Um, you, you really kind of bear your soul when you write, um, or at least I do anyway. So uh, it can be quite daunting, but yeah, back then I'm, I'm almost kind of glad I didn't pursue writing because I, I don't know if I would have pursued it actually as a career. Um, it was just too intimidating, but yeah, just after gaining some life experience along the way, um, it's really helped kind of shape my characters and um, my stories because yeah, life experience just can yeah. get in there. Yeah. <laughs> and apply that like real world kind of ideas into the novel and that kind right. of thing. That's awesome. And with that, like when, was there ever a time when you were kind of deciding, okay, I did art, now I want to do um, writing. Was there ever a moment where you felt like, okay, now I really feel like a writer? Was that when you published your first book or was that when you kind of made that decision um, between going from art to writing? Was there like a specific moment kind of with that? Yeah, that kind of goes into the whole self-confidence thing. Um, whereas like 10 years ago, I would have struggled to call myself a writer right away. But now um, I, I just knew going in, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make, I'm going to be successful. Um, you know, like, and that's something you kind of just have to learn in life. Um, you learn it, you, you know yourself after a while, hopefully. Uh, that's always the goal. <laughs> but, um, you know, I had some uh, experience in direct sales and I learned tons of confidence from it. And I knew, hey, I can do things from scratch. I can do hard things. So I'm just gonna jump into this writing thing and I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna be successful because I put my, I'm gonna put my sweat and tears into it and it's just gonna happen. So right away when I started um, writing, well, honestly, to be honest, I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, it was more just um, from all the books I read, I just could model what I, what the story would be like fashioned after what I've read, which 
you know, I learn along the way that's actually good. So, you know, you just kind of keep, you keep uh, learning as you go type of a thing. Um, but right when I started writing it, I was like, I consider myself a writer. I mean, I didn't consider myself an author yet until I pretty much getting close to publication. I didn't really ever call myself an author, but right when I started writing, I was like, hey, let's do this thing. So we to right into it. I love that. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, how do you generally come up with ideas or like get inspiration? Do they come at, they, do they come to you like all at once or is it just like a small scene that you build upon? Like, how do you do it? Okay, so. <laughs> it's a big question. Yeah, it's a big question. Um, and it doesn't necessarily, yeah, okay. So I probably get most of my inspiration from, I binge watch a lot of movies and TV um, that gives me ton, tons of inspiration yeah. and I find out what I enjoy um, and that's what I want to write. Uh, same with reading books. I read lots of books um, in the genres that I write. And um, so I just keep that, that passion. What, what do I enjoy reading? Okay, let's, let's write about that kind of stuff too. Um, and I try, like, there's lots of ideas floating around in my head, but I try to kind of shove them aside just focus on like one at a time because it's so easy to just jump from project to project. Um, I think a lot of writers have that problem and then they never get to the finish line and they never get to publication and they just have a gazillion stories on sitting and collecting dust on their shelves. So um, I just, yeah, focus on one and block out the others. I know that they'll come to me later if I need them. So um, uh yeah, I started with dystopian because that was my first love, I guess, my first genre love. And I knew I just needed to, I had that story in my head. And I was, I knew I wanted something kind of Hunger Game-ish and I loved uh, the themes and the, the life lessons it told. And I just wanted to kind of tell my own story in that vein. Um, and then, yeah, when it comes to future stuff, they're just floating around, they're sitting there, but I, I don't usually pursue them and write write ideas down until uh i decide to move forward with it i guess like actually write it so um as far as the writing process goes um i don't know if you've ever heard of the terms like are you a plotter or a pantser have you ever heard that yes um, and i always say i'm a planter because <laughs> i need to have like a vague outline um i need to know like the beginning and the end so i don't like just go on to rabbit trails, you know, I like to, I like to keep things, yes, steady, fast paced to the point. I don't want to get distracted by other little things um, in the story. So um, I have to have a little bit of plotting down, but then I kind of let the characters take the reins for the majority of the time. And they surprise me all the time. And I'm always like, oh, I didn't expect that coming. And that's good because then, you know, hopefully the reader won't expect it either. And which is actually a funny point. Um, Sorry, I'm rambling here, but but sometimes I'll have a reader like contact me and be like, wow, like I I actually, I guessed that one. And I'll just kind of be in the back of my head like snickering because they'll be like, wow, you did, I didn't. So <laughs> how did that happen? I don't know, like, it's just, it's just amazing. But yeah, so that's my writing process. That's great. And with that, um, cause I'm reading the first reactive, which is so great. And there's the horses that are not really horses. They're like carnivorous 
courses. And so like, how do you come up with these like great ideas? Cause I was seeing that and I was like, how would you ever like come up with that idea? Do you, um, you kind of already talked about this, but do you like get stuff from your own life that kind of trigger those ideas? Cause it's fantasy and it's like dystopian. So it's like nothing like real life, but how does those, those ideas kind of form? Um, um, that genre. So yes, some real life. Um, I love horses and have some interesting um, riding experiences. And what you read in chapter one that happened to me, not on a not on those type of horses, of course. But <laughs> thankfully, but you know, regular horse. Um, it had that it ha had that happen to me. So um, sometimes it's fun just to stick real life situations in there. Um, it feels more real. So um, as far as uh, the chargers, um, how I came up with it. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> um, okay. So I guess, um, I, I also read a lot of urban fantasy and paranormal romance and, um, I've really thought, Hey, it would be really fun to just incorporate some supernatural type stuff in the, even though it's dystopian, I know sometimes dystopian can lean a little on the fantasy side. So, I just, I don't know, I kind of just thought, you know, let's liven things up um, and let's add some unrealistic stuff just for fun, but try to give it like a science fiction spin so you can maybe sort of believe, you know, the, gen the genetic thing. I really enjoy, like, I know it's a, maybe a little bit overdone in the dystopian genre, the whole genetic, uh, you know, the changing of the genes, whatever, mutations. Um, but I, I love that. So I was like, ah, let's just stick it in there. So, and that's what I came up with, with stick, you know, making the animals change. Yes, I loved it. I thought it was so creative. And then with that, you kind of mentioned um, the writing process with coming up with ideas. We were talking about that, but with your second series that you're co-writing, um, how is that different from writing, getting ideas and write, starting a book? How is that different co-writing with someone versus just writing um, by yourself? So it's very different because you have to communicate everything out loud and it has to be with someone that hopefully is like-minded um, and can compromise. Oh, oh. And it's um, it can be challenging when you've got, you know, two separate ideas and you, you're going to have to hash it out until you come to an, an agreement. And um, so far, me and my co-writer have mostly agreed. So it's been pretty good. Um, but I think as the series goes along, we're, we're still, we still got two books to go here. Uh, we're writing the third one. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it's just like, it's like any relationship. I mean, you just have to communicate. Um, and try to do it with grace and kindness um, with open ears. Um, so it's, it's you know, it's been a lear learning curve because it's almost in a way like a marriage. <laughs> so um, so there's definitely been, you know, some arguing along the way and, and we've had to, you know, figure that out, but um, we just try to do it with kindness and that's all we can really do. But um, it's also a, a great experience because um, writing can be very lonely. Uh, you know, just you're in your own head and you have no one to really talk to it about. A lot of writers don't like anyone seeing the rough drafts, you know, oh, it's, it's so terrible. I don't want anyone reading it or knowing about it. Um, and so 
uh, usually you're just all by yourself and you don't get anyone to talk to about it. So in a co-writing situation, um, it's, it's very motivating and inspiring just to, you know, back and forth chat about the characters, you get excited, you get pumped. Uh, hopefully that gives you the energy to just keep on writing because um, yeah, it can be hard getting to that finish line. So um, yeah, so there's, there's, there's pros and cons for sure with co-writing. Um, other than like YA and dystopian and fantasy, what you write, is there any other genres that you enjoy for more of like pleasure reading, not, not particularly like research reading? Um, that's pretty much it for me. Like I actually started reading YA like, um, when I was an adult, I didn't even know what YA was as a teenager. So um, I actually kind of write with adults in mind. I mean, I, I mean, teenagers can read my books too, but uh, I, I guess I just think like from an adult perspective, I still enjoy reading it. And so, you know, I'm gonna keep on writing it as long as I love reading it. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like I've branched from dystopian romance to then urban fantasy romance and then paranormal romance, but it's all, that's pretty much all I read. Um, you know, it can be sometimes young adult to adult, um, but that's pretty much it. Um, I don't really, I mean, once in a while you'll catch me with maybe a um, contemporary romance um, here and there, but that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and then also- YA fantasy, regular YA fantasy, I'll do that too. Oh, that's good too, I like those. Um, with that also, um, I know you have like, I'm like forgetting my question, but I know you have like a big Instagram um, presence and so you interact with your readers there. Um, with that, do you ever get, uh, so if you're writing like a series, do you ever get readers input and do you ever like put that into um, the new, the next uh, sequel or uh, the next book in the series? Or how is that kind of having an interaction with the readers? Do you kind of use that as inspiration or just kind of keep that more separate or kind of what's that about? I do. And to be honest, I wish I did it more. I just, I think I forget. Um, and I should utilize my readers more, but um, yeah, I, I do have like a little um, group that they're mainly like my, um, my street team. Like they help me, uh, get the word out about my books. They, they read the books early and help me with reviews, stuff like that. Um, and I'll just kind of ask and, you know, for a little like feedback on some scenes and, um, and they've helped me uh, decide to push the envelope a little bit and maybe go a little bit steamier <laughs> as the series has gone along uh, to make it more like upper YA instead of just strictly YA. Um, and so, yeah, they've given me feedback along the way and um yeah mostly in that department because they're all into the romance which I am too I just try to keep it not too too much I guess because of the fact that my mom reads my books so <laughs> I try not to go too crazy with it but yeah, yeah. Um, 
That was one thing that I really noticed about when I was reading this first one um, is like their romance is so good because you have all the like outside tension where they're going through these trials, but then you have that kind of driving force of the relationships between the characters, which I feel like is just such a, a good part of the books. But it's Yeah, I mean, I of course love the genres, but for me anyway, personally, it's gotta have romance. Um, to be honest, more more is better for me anyway. So um, yeah, I just, yeah, once again, I just kind of write what I love. So I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but that's why I make, make it very clear, like this is dystopian romance. So you don't get all the dudes out there that are like, ooh, you know, and then they, <laughs> but I will say my, my brother did read uh, Reactive and he did enjoy it. So, I mean, you know, guys can, guys can read it too, if they want. Yeah, and also in the first book, at least what I've read so far, there's kind of like a will they, won't they aspect because they are competing against each other. So it's like, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't want to make things easy for them. That's that's the thing. Um, it's really fun as an author to um, tease and torture <laughs> your characters and sometimes your readers, yes. So, um, so yeah, I really enjoy that. Um, make it, make that, make them work for it, right? I mean, yes, yeah, it's the fun. Because then you're just like waiting. Will they? I hope. I don't know. Right. But I love that. And then also with that, what would be kind of something? What do you kind of hope that readers take away when they're reading your books? What is kind of, you know, either is it like a message or what are kind of things that you're really hoping? Do you think about that while you're writing? Like, oh, I hope that the readers, you know, come away feeling like this or does that just not even really kind of um, go into the process or? Yeah, I gotta say when I first, for the very first time started writing, it, that probably wasn't in my head. Um, and then I think it just subconsciously came out um, and then I realized, oh, I'm actually telling more of a life lesson story than I realized. So I just started doing that um, naturally. And then I realized thinking about the books I've read that have really impacted me, I realized, oh, there's le life lessons in those stories too. So um, I should do that too. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's usually pretty simple ones that most everyone can um, learn from that they can relate to. It's, you know, messages of don't give up and you gotta learn how to forgive yourself and um and believe in yourself so pretty simple ones nothing too deep but um it's also things that you know I've learned along the way and um so it, at least it's something I can relate to and tell from my perspective and I've definitely stuck myself a lot into the characters you especially usually the main character they're me to some extent um and so what they're going through are things that I've gone through. Well, not that, not as bad, obviously, in these <laughs> dystopian worlds. I've taken some liberties. Uh, I have not been treated the way these four characters have been treated. But, <laughs> you know, to an extent, like, yeah, I can totally relate with them. And um, I just, I don't know, I like to share that because I know, um, even though it's fiction, um, and I read just, uh, it's an escape from reality and that's why I read. But I also just wanna be able to feel not alone and I can relate to what these characters are going through. So um, yeah, I try to stick as many little 
I don't know, just encourage encouraging messages in there as I can. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, you mentioned that you're in the process of like outlining and writing a new series um, and kind of working on something new. Do you have anything that you could like tell readers about uh, about that? Or is that kind of more of a secret kind of thing? Yeah, it's not really a secret. It's just um, in the baby stages. So there's not too much to say. But um, I think the genre I mostly read right now um, is parano paranormal romance and um, not always YA, but I still really want to kind of stick with, um, I don't know, my, my brand. I really want to kind of stick with an upper YA, new adults kind of feel um, range of reading, you know, as far as the readers go. Um, so I'll probably still keep it PG-13 tops <laughs> with everything. Um, and it's, I'm still debating, but um, what I'm going to have in there, but um, it'll definitely have like werewolves and vampires and all those fun things. And I'm, I don't care how cliche it is, how much it's done. I just, you know, I want, I want to do the next Twilight now and not exactly Twilight, but you know, along those veins, um, maybe some vampire diaries, uh, things in there. And I don't know. I really just enjoy that genre and just all the crazy things you can do with it. It's just so much fun. So yeah, that that's the next on my list of things to do. Um, I've just been um, on the side trying to ignore it for the most part, but sometimes I just write down little ideas that come to me, um, usually inspired by yeah, watching um, lots of TV and movies and stuff and reading. So I just get ideas and jot them down. So it's coming together. Yeah. That sounds so exciting. I can't wait to like learn more about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sounds really cool. Um, yeah, kind of similar to the last question. Um, you mentioned that there might be a possibility for some sort of elite trial spinoff at some point in time. Any idea on what that will be? <laughs> So that, yeah, I could um, go back to the whole um, uh, reader input. Um, yeah, after a lot of people finished reading the last book, um, they're like, spin off, please. <laughs> and I, this is where the spoiler alert thing comes into play. So I won't really say names, but there's a certain character that people need to know more about. They need that person's story. I'm not going to say he, she, I don't even want to go that far. Like it, there's just a character that stole a lot of people's hearts. I didn't realize at the time when I wrote this character, I didn't realize this character was going to have such a big role. Um, and yeah, steal so many hearts, I guess you say, I didn't expect that. And so you, I'm sure you'll, you can find that, you can find that out by finishing the series, but um, yeah, so this person might need their own series, or at least their own book, uh, and I'm excited because I really do love this character, um, so hopefully, I don't know, I don't, I don't really have a time frame though, but hopefully I can get started on that sometime in 2021 is the goal. So Ooh, that's very cool. <laughs> that, that'll make a lot of people really happy. 
Right. It's more for the readers. I just, I'm, yeah, yeah. And I think that's all I can really say on that front. But it's for the readers. Yes. I'm so excited for that. Um, to end off our episode, because we're about out of time, um, since our podcast is called On the Shelf, what are there any books that you're reading that are on your shelf right now um, that are inspiring you with your writing um, or you're enjoying right now? Well, okay. Actually, I have with me this Skype. Oh, I love that book. Okay, sorry for interrupting. This is sad because this has been on my shelf for like two years. And usually I'm not like a book hoarder. I don't just, I don't buy all these books and then just let them sit on my shelves. That's just not who I do. That's not who I am. But um, for some reason, I just didn't pick this up. And it's, I guess you could say it's YA dystopian. And so it's right up, you know, my alley. And for some reason I didn't, but I am halfway through. It's amazing. Highly recommend it. I am just amazed by this world um, that the authors created. Um, Definitely inspiring. I mean, I don't think I'm going to be writing anything like it (laughs) because it's pretty crazy, a little bit too crazy for um, what I would write, but um, it's, very thought-provoking and genius, to be honest, uh, to think of a future like that. And hopefully we never do experience that, but (laughs) yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This was so much fun and make sure everyone listening that you go and you go buy her books. You can get them on the Quail Ridge website. I'll link that below, but you seriously, everyone listening have to read them. They're so good. Like you oh, good. looks down. They're just like so fast paced and the tension, everything is mm-hmm. amazing. So and you'll just immediately get drawn into it and you'll be like, where has this been for my entire life? Yes. <laughs> so Thanks, thank you. Guys. Yes. Thank you so much, Becky, for joining us. We really appreciated it. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. So thank you everyone listening and we will see you next time on On the Shelf. Get Becky Moynihan's books on your shelf by visiting quailridgebooks.com and check out her Instagram at Becky underscore Moynihan. And as always, for more On the Shelf and Teen Advisory Board, visit us at our Instagram and Twitter at QRBTeen. Thanks for listening.